everyone. Welcome back or welcome to our podcast. This is called the On Topic Podcast because here we discuss all kinds of topics from movies to conspiracies, debates, literally whatever topic you can think of. Um, and today we are back with another episode for you. Today I'm here as well and we both will be discussing an interesting Korean show or K-drama known as Squid Game. Uh, we are unfortunately a little late to this but ever since its release it's been the first ever Korean show to rank number one on Netflix in the US and the excitement clearly has not died down yet as many people are still eagerly waiting for season two. I'm very excited to talk about today's episode as it's an interesting one. And also, disclaimer, me and Aries are not very good at our Korean name pronunciations as we aren't Korean ourselves, so we may get those names wrong. Also, there are spoilers as we are explaining the plot of the series and getting into why things happened the way they did. Anyway, let's get into everyone's favorite show and talk about the first episode of the Squid Game series. Squid Game is based around the main character called Song Gi-hun. He was born in 1974 and was a divorced man with a job as a chauffeur, as he was previously fired from his job within a car manufacturing company. This series takes place three years after him being fired and during this period of time, his wife or ex-wife had divorced him and she had custody of their daughter as he is not financially stable. During the introduction of the series, we see the child version of Gi-hun playing a childhood game called The Squid Game. Little did he know his life would be dependent on those skills when he's older. So generally how the Squid Game works is there are two main teams, the offense and defense. For the offense to win the game, as quoted from the series, the attacker must tap the small closed off space on the squid's head with their foot. But if someone on, uh, on the defense manages to push you outside the squid's boundaries, you die. Once you tap the squid's head, you win and yell out victory. Coming out of the flashback and into the recent time, we see the main character previously mentioned as Song Gi-hun with his mother. As he is stricken with poverty and divorced, his mother has to work as well. On this particular day, it was his daughter's birthday and his mother gives him money and tells him to spend money on his daughter and buy her dinner. As his mother leaves the room, he is seen to steal his mother's credit card and use it to withdraw money for gambling. In this particular scene, I found the main character a little selfish and careless because like, this was his mother's hard-earned money and he had like stolen it from her, which was Honest pretty like heartless, to be honest. Honestly, I personally agree. It definitely shows him as a shallow person who has childish outbursts, which we do see throughout the whole first episode. I personally think it's a really interesting and effective way to introduce a main character because usually in series we see the main character as a good person or the hero of a story who usually has good morals and isn't selfish like the ideal kind whereas in Squid Game the main protagonist stands out. He and his life are both aren't idolized and it almost shows off the bad and the ugly of his lifestyle and what this does to him and this just makes it more realistic. Uh, I think this series also very effectively like portrays his desperation to win the games in an almost tangible way without needing to even use dialogue to express his desperation because it just physically shows how poverty has affected his life and relationships which sets the viewer up for a more immersed experience and creates a much stronger tone. 
Continuing on with the plot, Gihun goes to, to gamble, and this particular one day, which was June the 8th, he betted on the number 6 and 8, winning 4.5 million won. He celebrated saying he betted those numbers as it was his daughter's birthday, which was June being the 6th month, six month and 8th uh, day. Uh, as he withdrew the money from the gambling area and he went out to call and speak with his daughter, the loan shark showed up. So Gehan actually has many debts he had to pay up, which he was also late to pay up. But we could see that he really wanted to spend the money on his daughter's birthday and he began to run away. As he was running away, he bumped into a person who will later know in much more detail is Kang Sebyo. Eventually, he gets surrounded by the loan sharks and he discovers that he had been pickpocketed by that girl he earlier bumped into. Uh, because of this, he begs for mercy from the loan sharks and the loan sharks let him go after he promises to pay back the loan after one month. And unfortunate for him, if he does not, he'll have to give one of his kidneys to the loan sharks. So talk about scary. Shaken up, he slowly begins to realize he doesn't have any money for his daughter's daughter's gift and to celebrate her birthday, so he goes back to the cash counter to get the money he used to bet with. So he heads to the arcade and tries to find a gift for his daughter there. He finally finds somewhere where he can get a decent gift, so he gets a parcel, which would be the gift, from an arcade machine and takes it to his daughter and treats her with tick Boki. The gift he had chosen was pre-wrapped and unlabeled, so it was unknown. Unfortunately for Gihun, the gift turned out to be a lighter which looked like a gun. After the decent meal and not-so-decent gift, Gihun takes his daughter home. I remember there was also a scene after he took her home that showed his wife like getting angry at him and like, I guess you could say like, um, scolding him for bringing her home so late and I just think that that was another scene that showed us his family life and just life in general which kind of showed the viewers one of the motives the main characters would have to join and win the games. I also feel like the scenes where the main character is shown as like like a sh shown to struggle are meant to apply for all the other participants as well which kind of connects them in a way it shows that they all continue to play the games for the same reasons and motives i agree i totally agree he also manages to take the train home but misses the train at the last minute which sucks frustrated he sits at a nearby bench and a salesman approaches him and sits beside him the salesman tries to start a conversation with Gehun, and after many rejections, the salesman doesn't go away, and finally Gehun gives in and listens to him. The salesman proposes to name to play a game named Taji to win a hundred thousand each time he wins, but if he loses, the salesman gets to slap him once. So of course, this sounded like a great deal to Gehun and personally to me. I would personally do this. Because all I have to do to play the game and win a few bucks, which is ideal, to be honest, because it's just a slap. It won't lose me a lot. But little did Gehan know that this simple game would have led to something entirely different. But back to the story. Sung Gehan starts the game but loses a lot because he hasn't played the game in a while, and he gets slapped across the face quite a lot. The moment he won, he cheered and almost slapped the salesman out of anger because he was slapped so many times with the salesman. The salesman managed to stop him and gave him his money. After winning several times, the salesman proposed that there are more games just like this and he can win them while giving him a business card with the details and leaving. 
I think from our point of view, his decision may have seemed like stupid or radical because this really in a way would make a person lose their dignity. But I think if I were in the same position as him, I would have like 100% made the same decision and like joined the um, salesman in playing the game. But anyway, Gehan goes and celebrates his earnings. He goes to meet Sangwoo's mother, who we see later in the story, and brags about the money he made while she talks about her own son, her how her son has gone abroad to do some business and how proud she is of him. He goes home and gives his mother an allowance and she asks him how he earned this money, but he says nothing, making her skeptical. His mother mentions that his ex-daughter, that his daughter, ex-wife, and her husband are going abroad to the U.S. to live there. She tells him that he can take his daughter back if he can if he can financially support her. Once he reflects on his conversation with his mother, he decides to call the number given by the salesman, desperate for some hope. He talks to the other person on the phone who gives him a location where he'll be picked up. He goes there and sees a van approaching him. The moment he enters the van, he's knocked unconscious by some sort of gas that's released within the van. This is also the first time we see the mastermind behind this game, which was shown the scene after he was knocked out. Within this series and within these episodes, we will be referring to him as the front man. Within the next scene, we see Gyuhan is found within a dormitory with many people. He notices that he's wearing a green sweatsuit with the name 4 to 5 on it. And this is also where he interacts with the first ever player, Owen Nam, who has the number 001. 001 is an old man who says he has dementia, and before they could continue their conversation and introduce themselves formally, they were interrupted by a loud amount of jostling and yelling. In this next scene, we see the pickpocketer whose number is 067, but she's caught up with another player who is Chang Dok Su, or the number 101, the main antagonist within Squid Game. Gehun gets involved in the argument as he accuses the girl of pickpocketing him, and 101, Dok Su, gets angry as he has interrupted his conversation with the girl. 067 and 101 clearly have some history together, but before this escalates any further, they are stopped by a bunch of men with masks and shapes on and shapes on their masks. These men are also in red suits, and they're supposed to be the workers or employees who are responsible for watching the players. Um, every worker's mask has a different shape on it, which, depending on hierarchy, gives them a ranking, but we'll leave that for later, as that can be extended further. And it'll probably be very interesting for you guys, if you're interested. Anyway, so these workers explain to everyone that Generally, the whole people, the whole population of people within that area are in poverty and they describe everyone's dire situation. The players are still very skeptical about this game show and they think it may be false until they're shown a money and a huge piggy bank above them. People seem convinced that this is a real deal and they might get the money if they win the games and the workers been begin to announce the first game that they have to play, which is Red Light, Green Light, it, which is a really simple uh, children's game, but this would be very different within this setting. Before the game starts, he meets his friend Cho Seng-woo. Gu-han was also speaking to the mother of this character much earlier when we mentioned this. Cho Seng-woo, also known as Player 218, is an extremely intelligent individual who seemingly likes 
who seemingly is like a successful businessman who graduated from a top university of SNU, but he's actually in reality in a very huge debt. He illegally soft, softened thus putting him in a dire need for money. And this, of course, was news to Ge'an because Sang Wu was an exceptional child growing up and was known to have a very put-together life and career. I think someone would be generally shocked to see, like, anyone they knew, like, in such a place. Like, I'm just imagining how this would play out if it were, like, you and me. It would be very weird because, like, all of this is a rare experience. So to see someone you know there would be, like, shocking and of course embarrassing mm -hmm. putting that aside they begin the game okay now back to the story so they are registered into the system and then they are taken to this large field which in my opinion was quite creepy because it was supposed to look like they were outdoors but in reality it was just a warehouse i also remember there being a huge doll at the other side of the field which has one of its arms on the tree trunk and is facing the tree but it turns after the countdown and after the countdown is over and says the words red light and whoever moves after that is eliminated but of course elimination in this game would be just a little different once the game starts it is shown that a participant with the number 325 runs much ahead than everyone when it is green light, when it is green light, of course. But once the doll turns back around, which means red light, he accidentally moves a little and he falls down. Everyone looks stunned as he falls on the floor and stays still, confused about what was going on. Once it's green light again, number 250 goes up to him and tells him to get up, but realizes that 325 was shot. Too shocked, he begins to run away from the doll once it was red light, and he also gets shot. This leads to a panic, and many people start running away from the doll, but they also get shot because the doll catches them moving. But only a few people were smart enough to actually stay still, even though it was difficult since everyone around them was dying. So those were the only ones who survived at the end of this round. The rules are repeated, and the game continues. Many people are terrified to actually question their situation or speak until 001 begins to move effectively. The players realize how serious this game is and begin to play the game seriously. Many people get shot, but many people also make it through. During the last 20 seconds of the game, Gehan is close to the end, but as well as that, he is close to the end of the game. Once the doll sees green light, he begins to run, but trips over the dead body. As he was about to fall, the doll's head begins to turn around, and scared he was going to get eliminated, he was held up by the player 199, or an important character named Ali Abdul, which saved him from his potential fate. As the doll's head turns around again, they both begin to run and make it to the end, with the time just ending. As the timer goes off, the people on the other side begin to get shot one by one until not a single person survives before the line of safety and their survival. Barely making it in one piece, Sung Kehun looks up at the sky as it seals up, closing down his hopes and clouding his mind with fear. For the record guys, the game begins with 425 players, and after this round, the players are down to 201, with 255 players being killed. One thing that I didn't really enjoy like in this series was the amount of blood in the show and the amount of violence, but I also think that that played like a huge part in the tone and mood of the show and it definitely made the characters i mean it definitely made the viewers more immersed in the show and definitely brought like all the events to life
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I do agree also, like, the point is, yeah, there is a lot of violence within the show. And it is typically categorized only for a certain age group, as you say. But I do think it really plays a role in the tone and mood within the series. So I think the use of this sort of violent and aggressive way to show their characters and perceive their reality makes the show seem more friggin' and arguably much better. Well, I think that's the end of the episode, guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, and thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you guys in next week's episode. Mm -hmm.